1: welcome to the fourth episode of interlude army today we'll be talking about bts's black swan music video updates on comeback loves collab sugar's birthday and more and we also have a special guest who has interacted with bts themselves so let's get it oh, yeah.
2: Welcome to Interlude Army.
1: I'm Roseanne.
2: And I'm Jose. Thanks for joining us for today's fourth episode. We want to thank you guys so much for helping us reach 1,000 followers on Himalaya. Yay! It's time for the Map of the Soul 7 album set giveaway, as we promised, courtesy of K-pop music town LA. They are located in Los Angeles and Buena Park.
1: In order to participate in this giveaway, follow Interlude Army on Himalaya, then go to Kpop Music Town LA's Instagram, which is K P O P M U S I C T O W N L A, no space. Follow Kpop Music Town LA. Then go to their most recent post about the Map of the Soul 7 full set giveaway, like that post, then tag two people under that post.
2: Now our next goal is 5,000 followers. Trust me when I say the next giveaway is going to be huge. We'll be giving away all of BTS's albums. When I say all, I mean since their debut album too cool for school up to their most recent map of the soul seven And this includes their Japanese albums as well. That's a lot. (laughs) That's
1: a lot. That's what I'm saying, man. (laughs) Tune in next week for further instructions on how to enter this worldwide giveaway. For now, make sure you're following Interlude Army on Himalaya. And note that you get two entries when you sign up as a premium member. And you could become a premium member for free by using the code capital H, lowercase i, dash, lowercase m, Capital P, capital P, capital E, lowercase b. And in case you guys didn't get that code, we will leave a comment below this podcast with the code.
2: Also, thank you so much for submitting your letters for our segment, Love Army. We are now taking voice recordings as well. Your letters and voice recordings could be about how you got into BTS, what they've done for you, or just anything about you. Please keep it within 300 words and email it to interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like, you could include your social media info in the email for us to share let me ask you this how are you feeling from last week because i know you were a bit under the weather last week
1: yeah no it's been crazy i mean over the weekend we went to um the mountains literally the mountains we went to brianhead in utah oh and your girl could not breathe because of the high elevation <laughs> so your girl was working out her lungs up in those mountains oh my goodness. but i did have a lot of fr- uh, fun with my friends
2: well that's good but were they at least taking care of you cuz girl no,
1: no, I was good. I was good. I think I was not the only one who was like um, feeling that way, but oh, okay. We still have fun singing karaoke even though that was Oh my god,
2: I haven't been to karaoke in <laughs> so, so long.
1: Really? Okay, I think next yeah. time, if ever like we meet up, hopefully you'll come to LA. We, we got to have like a karaoke session. We
2: have to. Oh my god. And especially like K-pop songs, BTS. I'm I'd be down for that.
1: <laughs> well, so much has happened this week. Were you able to do anything this weekend, actually?
2: Um, no. Actually, this weekend we just stayed in. Um, watched them um, documentary. Oh, I, I watched them. Oh, I mean, I don't recommend it unless you are into true crime. But I, it, it, um, have you seen that on uh, Netflix? It's called The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Oh, oh
1: my god! Yeah, that's been going around. I watched. I think I walked into my boyfriend watching that. And those couple of minutes was already too much for me, man. I know it's been going around, though, Facebook and everything.
2: Yeah, it's, like, really big. And, like, now Netflix has a little section where it tells you, like, what are the top things that... I guess I don't know if it's trending or watched on In the US but it literally labels it Like number one number two mm-hmm. And I watched this this weekend And it was like number two the people Like most watched or something like that And I can wow. under, understand why Because I do feel like a lot of people are into Like true crime and stuff especially Documentaries and this one really mm-hmm. Goes in depth of like what happened and how the system failed the little boy Gabriel. But I mean, like I said, I only recommended if you're into true crime and if you're able to handle like stuff relating to violence against children, because it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for everybody to watch. But that got me like really, really shook and I just mm-hmm. stayed home watching that actually.
1: No, but I literally, the, just a the couple of minutes that I was watching got me super like emotional. And so I had to take a break from it. But I feel like if you could take that, I feel like you should watch that documentary. Yeah. There's a lot to take from it.
2: But I mean, other than that, moving on to like happier things. We did have Shoga's birthday. That happened on oh well that was yesterday actually yeah sunday as of we're <laughs>
1: recording this it happened
2: yeah because i'm all trying to say last week but no it wasn't last week
1: <laughs> but yes happy birthday little meow meow apparently the members call him little meow meow too
2: okay so i saw something on twitter where they know about the nickname but where did that come up like how do people know if the members know
1: or... comment below i know it has to like come from somewhere But as far as, like, I never saw it.
2: Like, I understand if they know, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, how did, like, did they say it in an interview or did they actually type it out somewhere? Like, I'm trying to figure that part
1: out. (laughs) That is true. I might have to do some research after this. But, I mean, a lot of things were posted. I know Namjoon also posted a pic of Shiga outside of his studio. Did you hear about, like, a little story (laughs) behind that or what they think that picture was of?
2: I mean, I don't know the, like, 100%, obviously, of the story, but I do know that it's because he got locked out of his studio, (laughs) so, like, he took a picture of of that happening, and you know BTS does that, like, when something funny happens to, like, one of the members, they, like, either take a picture or like post about it
1: they gotta document so,
2: that mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like let's document this right here <laughs> uh
1: for this one i know for sure where they got this from. i think it was like a fan meeting but namjoon was talking about how he locked or Sugar locked himself out for four days <gasps> and he, <laughs> for four days but he ended up calling an expert to open it so that was really funny
2: <laughs> but um i actually have a question for you and I, I this may come as a shocker because i should know i think mm-hmm. I just go along with it, but why do people call Yungi a.k.a. Sugar, Leo Meow Meow? Like, I actually don't know the, the story behind
1: it. I know for sure he loves cats. I mean, I think he mentioned that he watched cat videos, uh-huh. but he also resembles a cat, I guess. Like, maybe his personality in a way, or how he presents himself. He reminds us of a cat. <laughs> I, I wonder
2: when that started. Do you know when exactly, like, that took off, like? Lil Miammo, like, what year or something?
1: Actually, I don't even know the specific moment. It felt like it was, like, three, four years ago. But I don't exactly know how that even started or how <laughs> that nickname even, like, how that, Man, there's so many questions. If you guys know, comment below. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and also let me know if I'm not, by, like, alone in this army. Like, if y'all are also, like, just going along with it. But you're, like, behind. Uh, sorry, in the back of your mind, you're, like, uh, why?
1: <laughs> no, for real, though. But i hope sugar had a wonderful birthday may his life be filled with happiness Mm -hmm. and love
2: and yeah and what's special is that um he had a v life for his birthday and he did mention that he didn't really care about his birthday until army came in his life and army made it like something special so he's always grateful for that. And I'm like, ah, that's so sweet. (laughs) It's
1: very sweet. I'm in the feels.
2: (laughs) I mean, and I'm relatable to that. Like when my birthday comes along, I share a birthday with my dad. I don't, I don't know if you, Knew that about me, Roseanne, but I I literally share it with my dad. But that's the only reason I get excited for my dad. I don't even get excited for myself anymore. (laughs) To me, I don't even ask for gifts or anything. I don't tell like people, hey, get me this or I want this or anything like that. I just like it's a regular day for me as far as like my birthday, but I get excited to celebrate it for my dad and give him something. (laughs) An adult, it gets like that. How do you feel about that, Roseanne? Like, do you? Get for birthdays, yeah.
1: uh, well, for birthdays, I, I'm the same too. I prefer to not know that it's my birthday. You know, we get to that age where like, no, I don't want to be a year older. <laughs> but I looked, I changed my mindset with that. Uh-huh. Instead of seeing it as another year of getting older, I see it as another year that I was able to live and like experience a bunch of things within that year.
2: Come through with the feels, Rose. Yeah, <laughs> Come <through> with the- <laughs>
1: I'm doing a body roll right now, but you can't see. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: That's actually really um, inspiring, Roseanne. Like, I'm sure, like, you just hit me, and I'm sure you're going to touch listeners, too, that you should think about it that way. Like, I I wasn't thinking it as in a negative way. I just Mm -hmm. never really got excited anymore about it but i guess i should get excited i should be like oh my god i made it another year you know like i'm here
1: (laughs) i'm here i'm living i got to witness (laughs) bts for another year (laughs) yeah you know we gotta be thankful (laughs) so that's how i only recently changed my mindset to that and it's helped me a lot with birthdays so that's awesome hope that helped you guys
2: Thanks for that, Roseanne. Yes. Oh,
1: no problem. <laughs> Me and Jose have, like, so much to talk about in this episode. Yes. It's crazy. That's how much always happens within mm-hmm. a week
2: mm-hmm. in the life
1: of an army. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think, we think we're, like, we're over the comeback map, and you then boom. No, you're not, army. You are not over the comeback. Take, for example, the Black Swan music video. Oh, my gosh. That literally came out of no where, yes. like, nowhere, Roseanne. Like, it was not on the comeback map. Nobody <laughs> told me anything about it. Nobody. I didn't see no theory videos about it. I mean, I'm sure there are people who thought there was gonna be one, but mm-hmm. not a hundred percent sure, I guess. But did you have any? idea that this was gonna just be dropped were you expecting a black swan Mm -mm. music
1: jose tell i'm telling you man the tweet as soon as i woke up i had to tweet out the day that i sleep in is when bts dropped something like (laughs) oh my gosh they they've been doing that to us the
2: day you don't set your alarm clock
1: yeah (laughs) i thought 12 hit phobia was done i guess not
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's exactly what i had like tweeted out i was like wait a minute (laughs) I guess 12-hit-phobia is back. <laughs> and then people were saying it was never gone. I'm like, it kind of was for a bit because for the comeback map, we kind of knew when we were going to expect stuff. Yeah. Um, And then this just totally was like knocking ourselves like out. Like it was like, <laughs> here you go back. Now you, we got to figure out if there's going to be something else Ooh. every day. Like, come on now. <laughs>
1: you know what? I think this is also a good time to bring up... Um, you had a theory that you mentioned last time. I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast or somewhere else that there you think there's going to be a seventh music video.
2: Oh my god, yes! So I did this on Twitter, and um, it actually took off. I did not think it was going to gain any like traction or anything. <laughs> I basically thought about it. I was like, since we got something that like is out of nowhere, it's not on the comeback map. We had no idea. I was like, could this happen again? And then mm-hmm. I went back to this to the beginning of this era and i counted all the videos and films that we've gotten for this era Mm -hmm. and it starts with interlude shadow obviously after that we got the black swan art film Mm -hmm. and then we got the outro ego comeback trailer and then after that we got the on kinetic manifesto film yes and then we got the on music video and with black swan in the official music video for Black Swan that marks six videos. And since this era come like it's very focused on seven, the number seven, the number seven, like everywhere is number seven. I'm like, should we expect a seventh? Video like seven for seven, and um, it just took off. Like people started thinking, like, okay, I want one for Louder Than Bombs. I want one for The Eternal. I want one for Filter. My time, Inner Child. I'm like, we want all. We want a visual album.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, a visual album. Oh my god, I hope they do something like that in the future. But yeah, we want all the songs to have music videos. Apparently,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but and then a lot of people were like, well, no. Black Swan is already the seventh because you're not taking in consideration Persona and Boy With Love. But I'm like, that's the past era. Even though it is under the Map of the Soul umbrella, we're not counting that because this is a new comeback era. Mm -hmm. So that's why Mm -hmm. I counted from Interlude Shadow um, forward. So that's why I think there's gonna be a seventh music video. And then people started building from that people were saying that now the actual calendar like if you look at the calendar and the days when they released stuff mm-hmm. it forms a number seven so the next one is going to be on the 10th, 10th? or yeah. when Roseanne? did you see that
1: yeah there i don't know There. i saw a poll saying that there something dropping on march 11 6 p.m korean standard time if it happens <laughs> We know, we'll know by the time this episode's up. It's probably gonna be out, so we shall see.
2: And then we'll talk about it next episode yes. if it, if there is a music
1: video. Oh my god, this comeback is it's it's insane. It's crazy. It's very like unpredictable, but also um. Let's
2: circle back, Roseanne, because we didn't really talk about the Black Swan MV as far as the MV goes. There, I mean,
1: oh my god. <laughs> You're right, you're right. Oh, my God, what happened? Oh, yeah, okay. We just went on it, but it's because
2: we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So if we jump across the board, don't worry, guys. We're going to try and touch on everything. But as far as the Black Swan MV, Mm -hmm. did you feel there was a theory to that MV? Because personally, I didn't. I just took it as a visual. I did not. Connected to
1: anything. That's how I felt too. I mean, I did see all the visuals that led to theories, such as, you know, like the dancing shadows behind them, the wings, Mm -hmm. the set. You could connect that, but I felt like they didn't try to drag you into deeper theories it was just more of like visually pleasing right
2: things. yes exactly like i honestly the shadows too that's one thing that i think everybody mm-hmm. pointed out that actually that has a meaning behind it mm-hmm. now as far as my reaction goes i actually thought that some of the shadows were different members but i was corrected and told that it's actually jim the whole time oh, like really? the shadow guess it could be true because he was the one that he got a lot of uh, solo shots of him dancing, you know, yeah, which was beautiful, beautiful. The contemporary dance
1: shine, my um, mochi shine.
2: <laughs> he was all over, and I was so grateful. Like, and then at the end, oh my god, Roseanne, like, I don't know if you took it like that. Remember in the art film, they said that quote, um, about a dancer has to dance, and then the first one is when he stops or she stops dancing, and that is the most painful one. Mm, first and I feel like Jimin was portraying mm-hmm. that towards the end when he's like on the ground and it looks like he's in pain and then he collapses oh my gosh i took it that way what about you what did you or did you just were mesmerized
1: (laughs) mesmerized. in my reaction i was like oh my god i need like a separate dance you know practice for jimin's thing i don't know if he freestyled that's the thing (laughs) i don't know if he freestyled to it or he choreographed the whole to the whole song But either Mm -hmm. way, I want a separate video of his dance. I felt like there was a message with his final, like when he, you know, drops on the ground and then turns over and lays on his back. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think much about it. But now that you pointed that out, I feel like he was trying to send us a visual message.
2: Yeah, I feel like he was probably like trying to show what that would be like for him i guess like maybe mm-hmm. obviously he doesn't know because that hasn't happened and and he mm-hmm. can't really tell the mm-hmm. future or anything like that but he I uh, maybe he was an idea of like let me give a visual to that quote in some way like how i would feel like i would be in pain and sad when i stopped yes. dancing you know like and I, I mean hopefully that never comes because he's no, a no, <laughs> magnificent dancer but i mean just relating it to the art film i took it that way when he's like on the ground and i was like oh my god that's like so deep you know that's for sure kind of either it,
1: you, even if he was either freestyling or he choreographed to it his that was his interpretation of black swan so it was beautifully done mm-hmm. and i wish i could get more content of that <laughs> but um overall i really loved their outfits the visuals i love how each member was able to get like highlighted they had a lot of um good scene shots with just individual members so i thought that right was good
2: yeah, every every member got a different mm-hmm. type of shot and then like separate solo as well. Like Jin was with the mirrors, which is a direct correlation with the Black Swan movie. Yeah. Um also Tay got that um I don't know how you were, I guess low shot, like under him, oh my like God. he's looking down at us.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing because I watched your reaction. <laughs> Sorry, y'all didn't watch Jose's reaction to Black Swan because literally that scene of V, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> oh my God, I was like, huh? Like, but yeah, we got that oh shot and then Yungi was obviously on the stage. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I and then he joined uh Hobie when he was I guess that was like a salon, not a salon, what a ballroom that, or something like another. Yeah, was room?
1: that? A, I, I couldn't understand if that was like an end and the entrance before you enter. I don't know where it was located there, but yeah, yeah it was a really nice set.
2: They right, had really yeah, nice yeah.
1: settings, and I think Hobie J Hope was not
2: He was like on the, the side there? of the stage.
1: I right? actually was he in the side I felt like no, he was somewhere or, yeah. where there was a huge chandelier behind him but I like how his set had no lighting really it was just kind of like a spotlight on him oh, yeah. I thought that was really interesting And
2: then RM was like did it look like a lobby to me like a lobby area but I'm not sure That
1: that um scene kind of scared me a little bit It looked like the entrance to like a horror movie or something <laughs> Cuz you know how he's like d- d- like in the center and you see the shadow above him moving I'm like oh my god what is this but he looked good, just saying. And then
2: obviously the Tay was in the lobby where like the guys were all doing their uh, group choreography. Mm-hmm. He was still in the same area, and then Jimin was everywhere. He was on the stage. <laughs> he was um, was he not on the stage because he was on the 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 main aisle of the where the seats are at mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And then Jungkook was at the top of the theater, like at the very the balcony yeah the balcony
1: that scene was nice so
2: yeah so. each member had their own separate area and then obviously coming together and then when they're in the stairs staring at us like judging us like you cannot <laughs> come here <laughs>
1: <laughs> it looked like that was like an album cover royalty you know when they announced like kings of the century that's that's the poster that's the oh, picture yeah. right there
2: now going back to the tying it back to the theory of having seven music videos Mm -hmm. now that we have that theory going on even like everyone on twitter i've seen that they're expecting something too. do you have a specific song or have you thought about a song that could be the seven i
1: was thinking because if this would be the last music video for this specific album i was thinking it was um we are bullet we are bulletproof eternal that's what i was thinking that's because it would make more sense as a closure right and if
2: it goes along with like Maybe maybe it's not a music video where the guys are at but maybe an animated one like Make It Right. Oh. Make It Right was very about army as well, so maybe that could also be something along that lines. But the 10th track is Louder Than Bombs and that is also Oh my
1: gosh, okay, that would be really cool. Yes,
2: too. and that's also a song where all the guys are in, so
1: That's very true. I I know that there was another post going around saying that it was on again but featuring Sia. Oh. It's not. <laughs>
2: It could be because they did that with Nicki Minaj and Idol. That's
1: true. That's very true. So I wonder how that's going to play out because um, I don't know how they're going to fit Sia in the last On Music video, you know. Because <laughs> the last Idol featuring Nicki Minaj, you know, they they added a scene that was similar to where the boys were. <laughs> they kept throwing the, yeah, they swinging ju- on a chandelier. They- <laughs>
2: they just inserted nikki that's so true it wasn't in the same yeah. area so maybe sia will be like at the top of pride <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god i'm okay I, where
1: are we going? <laughs> and now i'm visualizing it this is
2: but um talking about um you know content and new content mm-hmm. um did you hear about the news that Taehyung, aka V, is going to have a solo song titled Sweet Night mm-hmm. for the drama, now, okay, I'm gonna try and say this right, mm-hmm. it- One Class?
1: Pretty, you got it, pretty cool, so yeah, One Class. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, I'm watching this drama and honestly, I really like the storyline. And of course, Park Seo Joon, which is V's friend, he's the lead actor for this drama and he's, amazing so i would suggest you try to watch it jose if you watch korean dramas
2: <laughs> okay well can you give me like a kind of like a general
1: summary summary
2: without spoiling yeah
1: um oh man i don't i feel like i would leak something though if i was to but um the lead actor basically goes through a lot during his high school Mm -hmm. and um it's kind of like him versus someone who is like high up in the business chain and Mm -hmm. he wants to be as successful as that person so it's
2: like him trying to like getting to a point like like you said like that person that he looks up to like trying to get there There the drama?
1: Yeah, but I'm gonna say that it's out of Revenge. Oh, But if you watch the drama, you'll see what why. Oh, there's a twist. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I would suggest you guys to check it out if you haven't. It's really cool. But they said that this will be released on March 13, 6pm Korean Standard Time. So
2: um, The soundtrack has been released already, but this is just an extra song on there? Or do you know? So,
1: basically, they have this YouTube channel where they post all of the OSTs. So, they've already posted, I think, up to 11. 11 songs so far. Um, yeah, so every time a new episode comes okay. out, they would post, like, another song. And, yeah, so... He's part twelve of the OST. We're at eleven right now. That's
2: awesome. And I read that he also took a hand in producing and yes, writing. Yeah, he did.
1: So I'm super excited. Super oh. excited. I think they gave us the genre, but I don't really remember what type of genre.
2: Well, whatever it is, we know we're gonna.
1: Yeah, support. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not only are we gonna get V's song, but we actually got Love and BTS's collab. With Jungkook and Jimin, actually. Yes. What was your thoughts on Mm -hmm. the song?
2: Well, uh, before we get into the actual song, I do want to clear up that it makes sense to put BTS. A lot of people were saying, why featuring Mm. BTS if it's not all seven? Mm -hmm. And it's like, guys, each member represents BTS BTS as a whole. So even for Wasted On Me, where it was only Jungkook and RM, Mm -hmm. um, which with uh, Steve Aoki, it's also featuring BTS because... They all represent the whole yes. group, so obviously they're not just gonna put Lao featuring Jimin and BTS. It's gonna be BTS yes. because they represent the whole group. Um, so that out of the way, because I still don't understand how people want it to be like labeled differently, and I'm like, why? <laughs> like it's 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 part of BTS, and they're they represent the whole thing. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do, I loved it. I loved it. Let <laughs> me get that off first. Mm-hmm. It's too short, Roseanne.
1: It really it's is. It's too short. It, I swear, it was like the verse, the chorus, the verse, the chorus. Mm-hmm. But the song itself is, I love the melody of it. And Love is really good with like catchy songs. Mm-hmm. So it gave Jungkook and Jimin a time to showcase their vocals. Especially Jimin was singing in English. I honestly thought he was going to um, start singing uh, another verse but in Korean. But they sang it all in English. Give props to the boys, man.
2: Yes, they did. And they sound so good. Like, they sound so, 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 so good. And I just Googled it just to make sure. And it's literally, like, 2.59, 3 minutes. Like, it doesn't seem that short reading that. But when you listen to it, it does Because you want
1: short. more. Because that's how good it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: how- yeah. And like you said, Jungkook and Jimin killed it, and I love how they both got a chance to shine individually. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to the chorus, they—well, um, I mean, we gotta give props to Lauv and respect, and because he, you can hear him, but you can hear there's a part where Jungkook is the main vocal, yes. Um And then after him, it's Jimin, and you can see where—I mean, not see here where Jimin is the main vocal, and Lauv is just like a background Mm -hmm. um, to that. So I kind of like that he did that, you know? He's like, you know what? We're not just going to give him the verses. We're also going to have you do the chorus, but have you be like the main voice, and then we're going to be like behind,
1: you know? That that was really cool. What do
2: you think about the meaning of the song? Did you look up the lyrics? Well, they're basically talking about how that person that they're... I mean, they do say girl, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it could be... For anybody um, talked about how that person is no longer who they thought or right. not even no longer. They realize that it's not the person that they, that
1: they were got
2: into for. a relationship with. Like, who are you? They're literally asking, like, you are not the one for me. Like, what happened? I hated that. Like, I still have to wait for, like, true love because you're not it. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's, it's so, kind of crazy yeah. though how the, they say, who are you? Because it also brings me back to... Um, kind of like fake love in a way where they're confused about themselves. Mm-hmm, well, I'm reading mm-hmm. the lyrics again because I'm getting myself confused. Yeah, like,
2: and I and I think everybody was shook when we heard and first sing, when I wake up in the morning, you're still in my bed, bed but it's so, so cold. And then it takes you down because you're like, oh, I get it. So you're here, like, you're literally laying next to me, but it's so cold. Like, I feel, still feel lonely. Yeah. I still feel alone even though you're here because... There's no communication. Like, you're not the person that I wanted. You're not the person that loves me back. What the hell, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, people were (laughs) shook. They were like, it's still in my bed, (laughs) Jimmy." But the only complaint i guess it is a complaint it's just that it's too too short short.
1: i agree love can you drop like an extended version please (laughs) you know how like shadow we got shadow and ego like the short versions of it maybe there's an extended version somewhere
2: okay now let's go back in time roseanne let's keep it in the theme of Jin and bts (laughs) (laughs) going back in time uh we did say we were gonna talk about carpool karaoke With James Corden and the Jimmy Fallon show performance and interview and all like the goodies that we got with that episode. So we're going to touch on that now, guys, because even though this did happen like two Two weeks weeks ago, ago. (laughs) we haven't talked about it. So, I mean, I think we need to touch on it Mm -hmm. and see what we thought about it, what our general thoughts are and what we got from the interviews, you know? Yep,
1: yep i am so
2: let's get into Carpo karaoke what did you think
1: i oh my god i was very very happy and satisfied with it um cordon did an amazing job incorporating the music and the conversations with them mm-hmm. my favorite moment from that was a lot of it was jimin and his papa mochi moment
2: <laughs> <laughs> i papa knew it mochi. i knew you were gonna say that <laughs>
1: Uh, i mean did you have any favorite moments from that
2: uh my favorite was the shade being thrown by jin and yoongi like i was here for the shade of it all (laughs) like i was living of course i loved papa mochi and baby mochi and i love jungkook going into the vocals and showing us how he can perform without any Mm lip-syncing nothing he went into that bridge like it was mm-hmm. easy. And I bet it was for him because he can do it. But can um, do the yes. shade coming from Jin and Yungi in the back, I was living for <laughs> it. Like, I don't think they knew that the producers or editors of the show were going to translate what they were saying Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, but it it was a must it was a must
2: oh my god it added so much to the actual episode you know like they could have just kept the part where rm was talking with james corden but they actually were like you know what let's include all the guys and even if they're saying something in korea let's translate it it, you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was it's perfect because my friend um he's i'm He's a fan of BTS. He doesn't consider himself an army yet because he's uh-huh. recently transitioned into this. Uh-huh. But even he watched Carpool Karaoke and he loved the episode.
2: It was so good. And it was. So. It was so
1: good. Just and so he his favorite moments too were Jin joking about like. How he's, you know, he's worldwide handsome, and then Corden's Joker. That's where my friend was cracking up when he said that.
2: That was hilarious. He's like, "Oh, that's funny," because they used to call me that back in the day. And then once the uh, Jin knew what he said, he was like, "Oh, you're a Joker guy." <laughs> I was living. I was like, "Yes, Jin, Jin's don't hold back." <laughs> that's so good. And then remember the friends part where he's like. Oh, I I watched Friends too, but I didn't. Like, I didn't learn learn anything from. <laughs> and then Yunki coming for Post Malone, like they ask him, "What was it like meeting Post Malone?" And you're gonna expect like, uh, maybe about his music or like maybe some collaboration yeah. talk or something because they did not meet him. But literally, Sugar was like, "Oh, he smokes, he too, smokes much. too
1: much." <laughs> Oh my oh my gosh, sugar. Oh no my filter. God.
2: <laughs> Nothing. I was uh, living for that it. That was
1: hilarious. Oh, another Ooh. scene that I really liked was um the V the whole one. You know how in their song Friends, <gasps> V-Man v- does mention like the dumpling incident? I They need to like tell us what yes. that dumpling incident was because the the faces. Okay, so. Well, do you know?
2: So, what I heard, no, I mean, I don't know 100%. This is what I
1: heard. Oh, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> See, what happened, Roseanne, is some people are saying that there was something about. Because I think they said it somewhere. Oh. Army, again, you can let us know in the comments below. Mm-hmm. But I read somewhere that v was trying to eat a dumpling during rehearsals mm-hmm. like at some point or maybe he was trying to decide if he was gonna eat it before or after something like that like he wanted to eat the dumpling like while they were rehearsing and jimin was not having it like jimin was telling him no and i think that's what the argument was about oh he was that, saying don't um, eat it before i think so I, that's uh, that's why i'm saying this um it's not 100% because mm-hmm. somebody told me that and I'm like, hmm, I, I don't know that. I haven't seen it or read it somewhere. But somebody told me that it's because they were arguing on when they were going to eat. And I think Tay wanted to eat it like right there while they were already in, during the practice or something like that. Oh. Um but obviously, they feel some type of way, because when they brought it up, they were both, like... Their faces. Serious? Their faces. They were
1: looking on. out the window, like, reminiscing about, like, what happened. <laughs> they're like, yeah. you know, those post-war... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you call that, but their faces showed it all. It yeah, they were glorious. looking
2: outside the window, like, are we really going to be talking about this again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but maybe, I think, eventually, they, they might go on live and tell us the whole story, because... I need to hear it.
2: Yeah, and that one was also Sugar. I don't know if you noticed that once they asked, like, what is it that they fight about? Sugar automatically said dumplings. Like, oh, automatically. That's, that's
1: sorry, it like, was.
2: Like, he's giving us all the tea. That is
1: Sugar. And I noticed, so I love how they placed um, Hobie in the middle. Did you notice that? Oh, Because I know Hobie yeah. loves to get it. He likes to dance and stuff, so. Um, he was smiling the it whole time. was a really time. good place to yeah. for him. No, but another thing where he was like, pretend, pretend it's funny Um, because they couldn't understand what was going on so they just started to laugh and they didn't know that was a
2: good one (laughs) like uh, uh, dancing we even got that at the end like maybe even if it wasn't full on uh, their choreography we got them dancing we got them having fun they all were included every single member talked they're
1: all joking everybody
2: was joking every (laughs) I really 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 liked it and I always like to see them when they're like genuinely having fun you know and it looks like they're Mm -hmm. like having the time of their life I loved how RM was in his mood with his shades and he was in it to win it
1: no it was hilarious too when RM mentioned about like LA traffic when my boy here don't have his license <laughs> i'm like I'm okay he's talking
2: about it's the worst and it's like
1: boy you don't like, even boy, dr- <laughs> you don't even have to deal with it yourself I'm kidding uh R- M, i love you <laughs> carpool karaoke happened but also um man we got a lot of content when they visited yeah that was a, like
2: they worked hard they had him booked
1: yes because not only did they do all these shows but they did like interviews as well so they were working mm-hmm. hard so, I mean, not only did they do carpool karaoke, but they also did the amazing episode with Jimmy Fallon, where literally, I think I watched them the whole episode. Yeah, they got
2: the whole episode. For the first episode.
1: time in my life. Mm-hmm. Did you get to, uh, how, what did you think about um, the segments that they did? I,
2: honestly, I, I i mean, it's like James Corden. Thank you to Jimmy Fallon because he gave him a full episode of bts Mm -hmm. of course he had his whole monologue like every other show in the beginning yeah but once he got that taken care of it was literally all of bts um i loved the subway olympics i loved the interview like every member got to speak to and then their english is so good i'm like so proud and like
1: was going off with his english skills there i was like okay i see you
2: exactly like he was giving us all the english and then hobie as well it's just hobie oh too. my god it was just
1: j-hope has improved <laughs> so, so much, much. it's crazy. even in
2: the interviews like you mentioned that we got so many interviews like he's talked a lot in english mm-hmm. as well and i'm like boy you better tell us that you created english
1: Yeah, <laughs> will created english it's official and
2: then we got them in the what was it that diner or place to eat
1: yeah the the, sandwich
2: the barbecue stuff and then Mm -hmm. we got the performance which was amazing but honestly let me give it to you real army and roseanne Mm -hmm. i think i mentioned this to you beforehand i think the food thing i didn't think it was necessary where yeah we got some funny moments just asking you know about the food yeah but i didn't like the way that They came for one, it wasn't they, it was that guy. He was like, Don't put ketchup for
1: Hobie,
2: yeah. Because I was like, and you could even see Hobie's face like, I know that he was like a little bit let down, like he he, he wants to eat his ketchup. And I was like, That was kind of rude.
1: Just pour your ketchup, just pour your
2: ketchup. (laughs) And then, other than that, when they were serving the food, Mm -hmm. all the guys were literally just there. Jimin was the only one that was like cutting. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know I just feel like it didn't add to the show. I feel like we could have gotten a, an extended interview or if they were going to show them at the diner because they said they wanted to go to like monumental places in in New York. I thought
1: the sandwich portion was going to be similar to you know the, the run episode where they were making coffee. I thought they were all going to make the sandwich. But it was more of like the guy just showing them, so there was nothing. It wasn't really like highlighting all the members individually. But I, I totally agree with you. But that segment could have been something else. But my, I think out of all of the segments in that, the um, the subway Olympics was really fun. It was like another run episode. Oh
2: my god! And we caught Jim in oh cheating god, by the Jimin.
1: way. <laughs> be honest i thought it was gonna be v that was cheating because you know he usually cheats on games i thought he was gonna be the one but it was like you literally
2: see the timer stop and he's still putting post-its on on jungkook
1: fallon didn't even jimmy fallon didn't even catch that but i'm sure when they were editing they were like this boy
2: and that was that's what made him win jungkook won because of that
1: i wonder (laughs) if anyone paused it to count before jimin started adding to it i wonder i'm gonna pause and go back to that but yes still it was a, an amazing uh um, performance and there was a lot of fun games i mean the the performance itself
2: yeah you know, the performance where? uh we kind of had the maybe not theories but we were kind of throwing out ideas like what we thought we would see for the performance because it wasn't grand central terminal and it's the space is so big i thought maybe they were gonna put something on the ceiling or or something you know but um no it was just literally they were in the main space of the grand central terminal yeah um and i guess because it's so grand it obviously makes sense with the choreography uh back when we first heard about this we still hadn't seen the choreography so we didn't know how big it was gonna be true so now that very true now that we know it kind of made sense that they needed the whole area with not that much added like on the walls or in the yeah they didn't touch anything
1: as far as and it makes sense though because they recorded this at like 3 30 in the morning yeah yeah i think it was one shot too because i kept looking at the clock behind them
2: (gasps) but they went out roseanne they were going in yeah and i loved how the dancers were hyping them up when the dance break came on and i love that they didn't like turn off i don't know if they had mics but you can hear that they were like yelling at them like saying like come on let's get it like you know hyping them up and i love that they included that because it just i know that mm-hmm. bts feeds off of that mm-hmm. they were like let's get it let's do it, this.
1: Let's kill it! No, Let's I feel like it, I'm glad they purposely left the the vocals of the dancers in because it, it was hyping me up too. i was like, yeah! It's crazy though because the the music video their dance is like as if it's like. The background just changed, but everything's the same because, you know, we got the performance music video. That's how like perfect and synced, and mm-hmm. they got everything timed, all the choreography down.
2: Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. No, we <laughs>
1: really did. It's overwhelming. It's like the next episode. I don't even know what's going to happen within this week. You know, we don't know what to expect.
2: I know. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're going to have like another MV if we do get one. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously we'll talk about Tay's song as well because it'll be out by then as well for next episode. So I'm excited for that. But um, we'll see if we have more stuff or news. You know, it may not be content, but it could be news about BTS yes. or something. And we'll,
1: we'll bring that over here and update you guys as well. Now it's time for my favorite segment. Y'all know what it is? Yeah. Love Army. Love Army. <laughs> yes, Love Army. And so this time around, we're going to be able to read one letter.
2: By the way, guys, uh, again... Don't feel discouraged if we have not selected your letter. Keep them coming Mm -hmm. because that means that maybe in the future we'll be able to read. Your letter or letters. Letters,
1: yes. (laughs) That you send in, (laughs) And also, other than you guys sending letters to our emails, we are now taking voice recordings as well. If you can go ahead and send us your audio, we'll be able to include that in this podcast so you can hear your voice. Mm -hmm. So email it to interlude.army.podcast.gmail.com. And again, you guys, I'm sorry if we pronounce your names wrong, but we're going to try our best. But this letter is from Isadora Baumgartner. Dear Roseanne and Jose, thank you for being such dedicated armies and for opening this space for us. I'm not sure if my letter will be featured, but hey, it's worth trying. Girl! We got you. Your letter's up in here now. (laughs) It is worth trying. Thank you so much. But, um... My name is Isadora, and I met BTS back in 2013. At the time, I wasn't into hip-hop bangers, so I didn't consider myself a fan. In 2015, I kind of stopped keeping up with K-pop because my favorite groups were falling apart. But sometimes I used to go back and listen to some of my favorite songs, which included Like and War of Hormone. After a two-year K-pop Hiatus. I got into college and I had to move to a different city. I went to live with my best friend, and she introduced me to BTS again. I took a week to be oh. oh yeah. I took a week to become a shy army, and I say this only because people here used to constantly mock K-pop fans, especially BTS fans. Anyway, 2017 was a wonderful year in my life. I was feeling the taste of independence, living away from my parents met the best friends ever, understood and accepted my bisexuality, and I met someone. We fell in love quickly and started dating. I don't want to go deep into this topic, but I suffered psychological and emotional abuse in this relationship. I reached out to bad habits to try to escape myself and the things I was enduring towards self-destruction. It's all a blur in my mind if I try to remember those moments, but I do remember BTS's comeback. It was fake love, and it helped me become aware of the things I was going through.
2: People say BTS has a way to find you when you need them the most, and that was it for me. That relationship lasted a few more months, only enough for the release of Love Yourself Answer, and I cannot express how Epiphany and Answer Love Myself caused a revolution in me. I tattooed a flower inspired by Love Yourself as a gramophone tuba because I really feel like their music changed my life. In 2019, BTS came to Brazil, my home, and I went to see them with my best friend, the one who introduced them again to me, our first concert. During Fake Love and Epiphany, I cried my heart out and left all the lingering feelings at that stadium. And during Microcosmos, when we made the Brazilian flag colors, I felt like we were hugging BTS and they were hugging us back. In my army journey, they showed me the value of true friendships. I'm not sure if my best friend knows how she saved my life just by staying by my side in tough times, watching random BTS videos. I love her with all my heart. We grew up together and I was a problem child, teen, to deal with. But she was patient and caring. We studied together, lived together, and now we're going separate ways. Just like Jimin and Taehyung, we were born in the same year. I'm a Libra and she's a Capricorn. And I told her I'm covering our version of friends for her. With our inside jokes and everything, she is my soulmate. Oh, my God. This is amazing. This is my ARMY story. One more time. Thank you for opening this space for us. You truly make a difference. Keep up with the good work. I purple you. Love, ARMY. Wow. Oh, my God.
1: That was... Ugh.
2: Oh, my God. Isadora, are you kidding me right now? This is, We <gasps>
1: really appreciate you opening up to us and telling us yes. your inspiring story. And giving, I hope, giving hope to others who are listening, who are in a tough situation. Um, I'm really happy for you that you were able to, you know, relieve yourself and to become a stronger person. So very, very proud of you. That,
2: that's the power of their music. I mean, that's just amazing. And thank you so much, Isadora. Like, I know this is going to help other people along with ourselves this letter has touched us so much i'm like <laughs> uh, i i can't even like put words well together but i'm on the same boat as roseanne thank you so much like this means a lot i know it mm-hmm. takes a lot this is so brave of yes. you to share so much of your story with us and you didn't even have to don't go into detail but the fact that you did i uh, oh my god wow i just roseanne <laughs> i can't, I can't. <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> I love this segment. I, I really oh, do
1: love wow. this segment. Hopefully in I'm future so excited, episodes, yeah. we can make this segment a lot longer. Because <laughs> I love reading your guys' stories. So,
2: Hey guys, Jose here. As we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we have a very special interview. And it's with none other than Mark Dominus coming up next. Unfortunately, I was not able to record for this interview. I had some stuff to take care of, like life (laughs) but our girl Roseanne was able to and as you'll be able to hear she did a great job representing ARMY. Are you listening to this episode on Himalaya? If you are congrats because you're already using the best new podcast app out there. Not only does Himalaya have tons of cool features like curated podcast playlists and collections along with personalized recommendations But our brand new members only version of this Interlude Army Plus is only available on the Himalaya app. When you become a member of Interlude Army Plus, you'll get an all ad free exclusive episodes, giveaways and more. You'll even get these episodes a day early. And the best part is Interlude Army Plus is available for just $4.99 a month. So download Himalaya and go join Interlude Army Plus today.
1: Alright you guys, welcome back to Interlude ARMY! And today I actually have a special guest with us. Let me go ahead and introduce you guys to Mark Dominus. So for those who haven't heard of his amazing story, he actually got to interact with one of the members of BTS. And that member purchased what, like a couple of his paintings, actually. And so before we go deeper into that story, because we're going to have him tell the story, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mark? Oh,
0: sure. I'd be glad to. I am uh, an artist. I live in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and I simply have to say I'm so excited because on uh, May 9th, I'll be going to the Cotton Bowl. Here Ooh, in yes. Dallas to see BTS, but that uh, we can get into that a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been painting uh, about a year and a half. It's been was kind of a hobby for ten or fifteen years prior to that, but very intermittent painting. But for about the last year and a half, I have been painting. I paint every day, uh, mostly wow. abstracts, and uh, features a lot of color and a lot of and a lot of texture. That's
1: amazing. I mean, you said that painting has always been your hobby for years, but what inspired you to start painting, actually? Uh,
0: in, in some respects, a little bit of desperation, but uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 the opportunity just arose. I am, uh, I guess it's, I don't need to keep it a secret, I'm 66 years old. Oh, wow. And uh, when I turned 65, it suddenly occurred to me that I, I had been doing some uh, management consulting. I'm a, a risk manager for many, many years. I've worked with companies all over the world. And I was in a position um, at 65 to step aside. And I just thought, you know, I've really have always enjoyed painting. And I just felt like if I would give it a try Mm -hmm. and do it every day, maybe I could make something of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I just, um, you know, I have a, my business name is Art Can't Hurt You. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like eliminating fear. And I think you've probably heard me say this before.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I just felt like, you know, uh, th- just forget about any questions or any fear and just go with the inspiration and go with your instincts, um, and just give myself a chance to, to paint every day. And, uh, and that's what I've been doing. I just let go of everything else and charged into it.
1: Wow. That's amazing because it's painting for you is kind of like a stress reliever and, the fact that you do it every day and i know that you also record yourself in some sessions as well to show the progression and you also um share your painting progressions on social media as well so we will or i do want to share your um social media and web- website and all that after this interview so uh, you guys can go ahead and check out his work because it's very inspiring very inspiring i mean did you ever take classes or was this all self-taught
0: well, I'd say for the most part, it's, it's self-taught. I, I um, used to live in Austin, mm-hmm. uh, Austin, Texas, and um, the park department offered uh, a charcoal drawing class. And that was really the only class I ever took. You know, stepping back to your earlier question relating it to this, one of my motives for deciding to, to give this a try was when I lived in Austin, I met a lot of artists. And mm-hmm. if you've been to Austin, those of you listening have been to Austin, you know, there's a lot of artists living in Austin. And I you know, I wanted to be part of that community. I always felt at home with artists and uh I felt like you know I'm going to um uh to, to join that community and try to earn my way in and and I want to be around artists. Mm-hmm. And um so that was really part of the motivation also. So I had that opportunity early on in Austin. I took a a charcoal drawing class, but again, mostly just um I, I was always a hobbyist. Uh, I lived in wow. Chicago for a bit of time Ooh. in another area that had a lot of artists living in. And I got to, to be friendly with a couple of them and, and would take some sort of informal time painting uh, in their studios and, oh, wow. and really mostly just observing. So uh, I would say primarily self-taught um, yeah, over yeah. the last year and a half, I've taken a couple of informal classes, um, wow. at art centers here in Dallas, but um, Certainly, no, no schooling, and and it's just a question of painting and painting and painting and painting and painting.
1: Got it. I honestly think that's one of the best ways to really, to grow as an artist is self teaching, but also um, have other artists influence you and and help you grow, give tips here and there. So it's amazing. I mean, from the first time I've met you till till now, you've progressed a lot. I mean, um, in the span of the since you began. Um, has other events occurred that um that you wanted to talk about? I know this is like a question out of nowhere, but um,
0: a, a couple of things. I mean, one of the outcomes of of um, being introduced to BTS was being introduced to to Army, uh, including you and Emily and, and others that I've met, and really becoming uh, part of Twitter social media oh. based community. I, I mean, to me, that's been a that's been a huge event. Uh, because you know you get uh, exposure to the entire planet and yeah yeah, but but more importantly to a community of uh, you know really wonderful loving gentle caring uh, informed people that uh, inspire a lot of the work that I do so you know I would say you know right up including you know this podcast that we're doing right now you know (laughs) a a lot of (laughs) There's been a lot of reverberations and paybacks, you know, from, from, those, from that initial experience. Um, what's been interesting also in terms of my, my own development as an artist is I've started doing a lot of commissions and, and uh, people are asking for larger and larger pieces. I'm doing wow. um, large case, six foot by four foot canvases now. Um, And I've been very, very fortunate, and I I think that, you know, I I, I give um, BTS, but particularly V, um, Mm -hmm. an awful lot of credit because my experience, you know, that night with him kind of validated my decision to get into art and uh, has continued to inspire me. Uh, I I have a a lot of interaction, uh, as you probably know, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm not just sharing paintings, but getting getting feedback and ideas, and and uh, I like to. Most of my work is pretty organic, meaning it takes me a long time yeah. to finish. I'm sure. <laughs> I am very sure <laughs> because I keep changing and, and evolving, and I take yes. a lot of the input that I get, uh, particularly on Twitter, wow. um, and incorporate it into my work. And, and so, you know, in many respects. Um, it's been a it's been a dynamic relationship with Army that came out of that experience um, that has been uh, a fiber. I would not say a, the only aspect to my mm-hmm. work,
1: but
0: certainly a, a a fiber in the in the fabric of, of what I've been doing.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, I know for the listeners, they who haven't heard your story yet, they're very interested. I'm sure they are, especially with interactions with BTS. So. You were included in an exhibit at the Kettle Art, and this was your first time that your work has ever been displayed, but could you tell us what happened on that Friday night during the exhibit?
0: Well, I'd be happy to. It was, um, Kettle Art is located in in Deep Ellum in Dallas, which is um, uh, an emerging arts district um, in in, Indian, and again, for those of you who who are going to attend the concert in Dallas, it's it's literally right outside of the Cotton Bowl, where the concert will be held. Deep Elem is walking distance. Wow! Fair Park in Dallas, and so I think a lot of the fans. Uh, We'll, we'll have an opportunity to go through there during that weekend. But uh, but at any rate, Kettle Art is a is a local art gallery that features only local artists and has some really, really terrific people that, that work out of there. I was fortunate enough to be part of a four-person show, and we opened on a Thursday night. Um, and so on the second night of the show, a Friday night, it was a rainy night, a rainy night in Deep Ellum.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, about 8 o'clock in the evening, and we had pretty much, there, there was myself, the owner of the gallery, and one other artist. There were two couples in there, uh, you know, that were actually visiting the gallery. So it was a very slow night because it was raining, raining dark, and, you know, almost yeah. scary. And so we were, uh, we were on the verge of, you know, kind of shutting down and mm-hmm. sort of had been drinking wine and whatever, <laughs> uh, you know, deciding that, well, not much is going to happen tonight. Yeah. And uh then the door opened and, and walked what I can only describe as a, you know, a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, I didn't know. I you know, I was sort of across the room uh, where he was wearing uh sweatpants and a, just a sports uh, like a parka kind of jacket and a red cap and, and uh and he walked in and you know we barely sort of looked up, you see all sorts of things in deep it, But the thing that was unusual was there was a series of five guys all dressed exactly the same, you know, black cats, caps all the way, the black outfits totally um, head to toe and a, and a cameraman following them. And so it sort of occurred to me, well, probably one of us ought to go say hello. And they, they also had parked a bigger guy in a suit. In the doorway, it took a moment to kind of grasp what was going on. Yeah, before.
1: especially when you know you were, you guys were just relaxing and chilling, and, and all of a sudden they we come in.
0: Like nothing's happening tonight. And uh, at any rate, so I sort of thought, well, he had walked in, and uh, each of the four artists, we we all had one piece on display right on the wall when you walked in, and they were all the same size. Um, with our photographs and a an artist statement, so it was kind of the entryway to the exhibit and he stopped in front of my picture and and you know was reading my artist statement and looking at the painting and and so you know at any rate, so I walked over uh, to say hello mm-hmm. and it was kind of immediately clear that no one spoke english and uh and the other thing I thought was sort of odd was that that you know just going out and trying to say hello, he was very welcoming you know in his eyes and his in his approach but he did not speak english Aww. and uh, but we were being filmed which i thought was, was i couldn't ignore that yeah <laughs> <And> so <laughs> you know I, I i immediately turned to the others and they were wearing uh what i guess we'll all be wearing soon you know black uh, masks I don't oh. know a formal name for that yes uh but you know what i'm talking about i didn't really know who i was talking to or, or what was going on but clearly he was at least being filmed and so I was mm-hmm. he was somebody doing something
2: yes I knew they didn't
0: speak English and I knew they weren't uh, I mean they were they were Asian I didn't know if Korean or you know Chinese it was and the reason I bring that up is because one of the four artists, was Korean that was in the show with me. And so I sort of made an assumption that, you know, maybe he was there to see her work. And so I tried to steer him towards her work. And he kept wanting to, he said, you know, made it clear he wanted to, to look at my work. Oh, so just, wow. he, he, he sort of parked himself in front of uh, one of my paintings called Boxed In Two and um, seemed very, very interested in it. And we sort of stumbled through some conversation and he, he wanted to know if I had more art. And I had about eight pieces in the gallery and they were Scattered throughout the gallery, so we oh, wow. we started walking around the gallery, and uh, and the camera was kind of circling around us and an ever presence. And three of the five people that had walked in with them sort of, were sort of uh, floating in our perimeter. I, <laughs> I couldn't tell if they were security or, that, or uh, hoping one of them was going to be a translator. Or really, you know, really, I didn't yeah. know what was going on. I did notice, however, there were two the two couples that were. Out on a date on a Friday night, we're getting kind of excited, and and you know, I subsequently learned they they knew who it was.
1: Oh. And, um,
0: and like I say, I'm being filmed and blah blah blah, so I know I'm <laughs> talking to somebody, but I didn't know who. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, uh, he he you know just kept insisting on on seeing my art because I again I kept trying to sort of move him towards Minji, her this Korean artist is Minji. Mm-hmm. Um, again, assuming to be interested in her work but uh, he wanted to look at mine and we finally started um using Google Translate on his phone oh, wow. sort of passing it back and forth. I guess we were together for about 45 minutes. There was a Wow I don't know how to describe it actually but there was a you know a real connection. I I, I <laughs> if someone buys a piece of my art their family particularly with abstract art. Abstract art is an emotion it's a feeling and and uh, you know, when I paint something, uh, it's not going to appeal to everyone, but the people that it does appeal to, and certainly the people that buy it, you know, that emotion, that feeling, that expression of, of joy through color and texture,
1: mm-hmm. connects.
0: it resonates with them. And, and there was, you know, that was what happened between him and I, we had a, we had a connection. And every time I tried to show him someone else's art, he just kept asking if I had more. Wow. <laughs> uh, and he was very um, intent in the, way, in the way, you know, he looked at the art. Uh, and I, hmm. as I certainly have come to learn, I know you know, and I'm sure many <laughs> people listening know how involved he is uh, in the arts, and particularly visual art, particularly paintings and photographs. And it was very noticeable the way he stood in front of a painting. He, he almost put his face up against the painting. <laughs> And I was really touched by that because this is work that I had done. And, and, um, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't just kind of casually looking at it.
1: He was just like diving deep
0: into into it. And, and, um, I had done two paintings boxed in and boxed in two that were similar. And to tell you the truth, I had only painted them within the the prior two weeks. Wow. I painted them specifically for the show. A lot of the other, some of the other pieces I had were older pieces. Mm-hmm. these people i had painted specifically for the show that really were unlike anything else i had painted uh, i thought and uh, mm-hmm. i don't you know where they came from um but he really locked in on those and and um, you know i feel like i'm going on and on I'm having oh, no but, no you're uh, fine <laughs> he really he really locked in on those and uh said he wanted them uh,
1: wow
0: the, the, it just the logistics of the transaction basically involved one of the one of the, the other people that he was with which I now uh, I didn't think at the time but I do think uh, there were other members of the band and I'm going to just be be ignorant I'm not good with names. Oh no. Worries. The, the leader the 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 leader that speaks English what is his name? RM RM Yes. <laughs> I believe I did not know at the time but as I've reflected on it and seen him, you know, obviously quite a bit now I believe that he was there, and he and I were actually handled the transaction because uh, there were not the, the, the others couldn't speak English.
1: Oh. Um,
0: basically, what happened was uh, what once we determined that the two paintings that he wanted, um, I started dealing with R.N. And, and Wow! Uh, and again, not knowing him. he had a mask on, and yeah, I, I, they were unknown to me. I'm not going to try to say I was a big fan prior to that. I'm a big fan now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But uh, we we handled the transaction, and I actually called uh, somebody, I believe, probably in New York, an attorney that handled the credit card information, the shipping information, and all that. So uh, that's how the actual the the transaction took place. But then it was kind of funny because, un- unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. uh, and because you know, I, I naively, naively don't know who I'm dealing with. The, the other people in the gallery had been told that they could not. Take pictures, and so no one was oh. taking pictures.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, I was still just excited that I just sold two paintings. Yeah. <laughs> I never met. The cameraman or one of the other people that was with him came up to me after we had done the sale. And said, he, he me V, would, would like to take a picture with you. Would that be okay? I said, yeah, of course it's okay. They produced a camera. Uh, I mean, a real camera, you know, like with film and the whole bit. Oh. And, um, and so we took some pictures together. Um, and and uh, maybe I could use this podcast to appeal to Big Hit or whoever controls those things.
1: <laughs> Who's in charge of well, those pictures? I would love
0: to get one of those <laughs> one of those pictures because we had a lot of fun doing them. We probably took four or five pictures, and after we took the pictures, is is when we we hugged and uh, and he leaned over and said, "You know, may your day shine bright," and uh, in English and, uh, and and departed. It was it was it was moving. Um,
1: wow. Yeah, so, I mean, there you go. That is, no, until now though, I've heard I've uh heard of the story, but it's really I love how you brought up that maybe one of the members could have been RM now that you look back at it, because I never heard that part of the story. So that was really interesting.
0: Like one of the the, the, the gallery owner that was there mentioned it to me. And then when he said it, I, I realized that, that that is who that was. Wow. Um, and then because I had because he was the only one that even sort of attempted to speak English to me. And about three times, I looked at him and I said, "You know, who is this? You know, not not who is he, but, but yeah. was, uh, you know." <laughs> and they were all very, you know, nobody's saying anything. It was, it was, it was, it was interesting.
1: No, it really was. I mean, the fact that when he leaned over and said, "May your day shine bright," I mean, what did those words mean to you? I mean, what did what do you think he meant by "May your day shine bright"?
0: How? Huh? You know, like I said, we had just finished taking pictures. I didn't even know enough to ask to have a picture taken, but <laughs> hey, he he asked me if it was okay to take my pictures. I said sure. You know, and at that point we were, you know, there was a there was a connection. We you know he we wasn't speaking English. He he knew a few words, but there was clearly a connection, and and we horsed around taking pictures, as you might imagine. And when he said that to me, it, it, it was kind of a, like a, like a seal on a letter, you know, a wax seal and, oh, clothes. Yeah. and it was like, this is, it was special to him when he said it, because yes. he said it in English, he, he bowed very politely to me and, and, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a moment. I'll just say that.
1: It was a moment, yes. (laughs) It was a moment. (laughs) I know that that we have a lot of fans listening in, and you described what V was wearing and his posture and how he interacted with you. Um, Was there anything that you felt like stood out when you saw v
0: weverse this app weverse is that what it's called
1: oh yes yes
0: you know there's a six-part series on weverse of the tour that tour Mm -hmm. and i believe it's in the third of six that there's about you know very brief i don't know 15 20 seconds of him and deep ellen so you can see what he was wearing uh, in that in that video. The, the time in the gallery is not in that particular scene, but you can see what he's wearing. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble articulating it, but it was clearly his face and his eyes in a gentleness, but a I would say it was almost an, an intelligence, a warm, intelligent, friendly, I don't want to say friendly because it was uh, more like loving.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Uh, there was clearly charisma around it. And it was interesting because in the context, because there's there's five other guys all in black,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know?
0: and, and he's in red and a, and a cap, and, and you know, it was a little surreal. You know, like I say, he spoke very little English, but there was such a connection through his his eyes and and his, the tone in his voice.
1: Got it, got it. Yeah, I, know. I remember
0: I asked him, I said, you know, what's your name? And he mm-hmm. said V and. <laughs> thought <laughs> oh, maybe he didn't understand. Me. He said, "No, what's your name?" and He said, "B," and then I said, me and then he said, me and oh, okay. <laughs> um, so we were just kind of stumbling with words, but there was a lot yep. of there was a lot of eye contact. And
1: wow, got it, got it. We started
0: using his phone to to do some Google Translate.
1: <laughs> now that must have been an experience, a memorable memory. And since that event, I know a lot has happened with you and as well as with you and ARMY. And I have met Mark before we did attend what we called ARMYCon. And that's how I got to learn more about his story. But since then, I mean, has there been any um, current projects that you've been working on or any upcoming projects that you'd like to share with us?
0: Sure, I would. and. Yeah, I'm, let me say something about the concert coming up May 9th and 10th at the Cotton Bowl. I interact regularly on Twitter with ARMY. I posted about, actually, I think I, would, I had written you just prior to this, asking, you know, how do you get tickets? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, You know, of course, you put out the dummy's guide to getting tickets to the BTS concert. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I posted something simple like, you know, I'm looking for a ticket in, 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 uh, to to the concert. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this is this is very touching. One of the fans sent me a ticket.
1: Wow. And, uh, that's very kind of them. No, then that's like. That's
0: uh, very kind. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I was stunned. I didn't expect. So anyhow, I'm looking forward to I I, I don't even know if it's a man or a woman, to be honest, with you, because you know, Twitter names yes uh and and the pictures i've learned the pictures aren't necessarily your pictures so i don't even know <laughs> but but whoever it is i'll look forward to sitting next to them in the cotton bowl next month or in may but as far as the project goes it's it's really interesting there's a friend of mine i've gotten to know here she's from korea uh, mm-hmm. a former korean newscaster who has a youtube channel kind of to tell koreans about texas and, and oh. a lot of K-pop events uh, uh, around Texas. And she and I are actually having lunch tomorrow um, because she's gonna, uh, for her YouTube channel, we're gonna start at Kettle and basically show Deep Ellum and Kettle Art. And then we're gonna walk over to the, the train station, which is in Deep Ellum, you know, just a couple of blocks from Kettle Art. And <laughs> it's one stop. It's about a two and a half minute ride from the Deep Ellum station to the Fair Park station, and then we're going to walk up to the, the Cotton Bowl so folks can see, you know, how to move around in Deep Ellum and, and get to the Cotton Bowl. So I would say that's oh. the project. And then I'm doing some pieces that I'm hoping to feature that weekend at Kettle Art, you know, perhaps through this through this podcast as well as Twitter and, and anything else I might do. I'm, I'm going to encourage folks to stop into Kettle during that weekend uh, of the concert and, and kind of, you know, it can be uh, at least one meetup spot for folks uh, attending the concert. So yeah, I'm really pretty worked up and excited about that. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, the fact that, that someone reached out to me and, and, uh, and you know, she just, she or he felt like they really wanted to make sure I had a chance to see BTS in person. Oh,
1: yes. I really hope um, so too.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, now uh, we hope the concert goes forward.
1: Yes. Let's um, hope that let's believe.
0: <laughs> we, we, we have to believe. And, um, you know, my, obviously one of my fantasy hopes is that, uh, somehow, uh, V will, uh, will return to Kettle Gallery during that weekend. Uh, I mean, literally the Cotton Bowl is, uh, is walking distance from there. And, um, you know, we may have, may have some interesting things happen, uh, that weekend uh, with BTS, so. I really hope uh, but so, I, but I'll be, but I'll be in the gallery all weekend except for the period of time when I, when I go to the concert, because I, I, we do have people stop in, you know, every week, really, that, that know, know the story in one way or another, they're in from out of town, and they want to come by Kettle Art and see where we bought the painting, so. That's, that's been a lot of fun also.
1: I know. I'm sure it has been. And I, I really hope that this project let us know when um, the YouTube video is out. I would love to see that video. And I hope that everyone stays tuned and um, we'll get more information about where Kettle Art's located. And I hope that they will stop by and visit during the yeah, time that they're in town. So, I mean, if you could take this time to promote your website, your social media, because we'd love to... You know, keep in touch and stay updated with you. Well, I
0: appreciate that very much. <laughs> My website is is uh, you. one word artcanthurtyou.net. And I also post pretty regularly on Instagram. And I believe on Twitter, I am mdominus one. Uh,
1: uh, oh, on Twitter, on Twitter, you're Markdominus one. Thanks. Thank you. I, I will make sure to share your social media. <laughs> with everyone
0: (laughs) having seen so much of yours that's a really big deal for me so thank you thank you thank
1: oh no problem thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story with everyone and also your passion with painting because we love hearing other people's stories and so we can't wait to I really hope um you get to attend the concert and hopefully we catch up and You know, hear your thoughts about the concert in the future.
0: Yeah, well, I think May 9th and 10th, Kettle Art Gallery, G. Pelham, we'll walk to the Cotton Bowl together. And yeah, yeah, I'm very, very excited about it. And, you know, it comes, you know, we we don't need to get into all the things that are going on, but it's a Mm -hmm. a strange time in the world right now. So everyone stays healthy and safe and that we can all enjoy each other.
1: Correct. Correct. Stay, stay healthy, hydrated, and hopefully positive. Um, stay strong. So thank you once again, Mark, for joining us. <laughs>
0: my pleasure. My pleasure.
1: Right, make sure to take care.
2: So that's a lot that we talked about and covered, guys. What? How do you feel, Roseanne? This is our fourth episode, by the way. That's numero cuatro <laughs> for my Spanish speakers out there.
1: Yes, our fourth episode. It's like I feel like every episode is just filled with so much information. Like I said, it, mm-hmm. things, so much things happen within one week. So I, I really love interlude army personally. Not only do we get to um, communicate with you guys, but we also get to hear more from your side. And I can't wait to eventually release more segments yes so mm-hmm. there's just so much that can happen in these episodes so thank you so much for sticking around till the end you know
2: <laughs> yes i feel like this was a long episode but again like Roseanne said if you want to keep in touch with us make sure to follow us on interlude army pd on twitter that is interlude army pd and of course our email is interlude.army.podcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com send us your love letters your audio recordings any feedback Mm -hmm. any type Mm -hmm. of comments that you want to share with us we'll be happy to read them at one point
1: (laughs) yes yes and feel free to leave comments under this podcast as well because we do enjoy reading all of your comments and replying back to
2: Mm -hmm. them
1: but yes this is Roseanne
2: and this is Jose
1: thank you so much bye Bye.
2: thank you guys bye